Hello everyone and welcome to Media Mavens. I am Pam and with me as always is Riley. Hello. Hello. This is our 27th episode and our one year podcasting anniversary. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Which is exciting. So I think our first episode was on April 4th, 2016 and this one's going to be coming out on April 3rd. 2017 so one day short so close. i figure <laughs> i figure we can count it and also as both a celebration of the one year and of the fact that we're recording at 3 p.m instead of noon <laughs> i have a giant mug of cider <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh i've had this um like bottle of sparkling wine unopened in my fridge for like ever <laughs> so i was like eh, it's good a time as any that's good. <laughs> Yesterday when you said that we that you had a bottle of sparkling wine for today because we were meeting for lunch, I was like, I don't think they're going to let you take that into the restaurant. <laughs> Bring your own booze. <laughs> yeah, because I immediately thought that, that I, I was going to drink some. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we... It's just the two of us, uh, which is probably obvious at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just going to talk about what we've been up to, and then we also have some questions from people. But, uh, Riley, what have you been up to? Uh, well, the big thing the <laughs> last, like, week and a half has been Mass Effect Andromeda. It's mm-hmm. finally here. <laughs> um, and I've... By now, I've finished it. Uh, my game is at 93% completion. Nice. Uh, which, like, that's the first time, I think, in, like, a first playthrough of any game that I've ever done uh, that I've gotten that close to being 100% done. Wow. Um, I don't How know, many was... hours was that? Uh, I think it was, like, 65... That's not too bad for... 78, there we go. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good for 97% complete. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I liked it. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, it's funny, uh, like, seeing all the people who uh, are, like, actively, uh, like, shitting on it or not impressed Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, Like, I read... There was one article, I think, on... Uh, it might be Game Informer. Somebody linked it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy was like, yeah, it's the worst game of the entire Mass Effect like, oh. franchise. And I was like, well... First of all, that's a high bar. Yeah. Like, saying it's the worst Mass Effect doesn't mean it's bad. Right. <laughs> uh, and it's like the... Uh, First of all, like the combat is is amazing. It's probably like my favorite part, mm-hmm. um, and I don't usually enjoy the combat, uh, especially in like RPG games where it's like generally like a big story versus yeah. you know just playing like an FPS. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, actually enjoying the combat for me was a nice change this time. Um, you know, compared to like Mass Effect One, where it's just freaking awful. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, the combat was great. Honestly, the problems that people were having with the animation, I really didn't see a lot of that. 
Yeah, me neither. I saw a couple things right near the beginning. Yeah. But since then, like, it's okay. Like, there's a couple characters who are a little bit dead-eyed. But other than that, you know, it's been okay. Yeah. It and, hasn't been distracting. Right. And, like, the even people who were saying, like, that the the main character, like, their expressions are weird sometimes. And, mm-hmm. I mean, there was some cases where, where it was like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, where they would kind yeah. of, like curl their lips up or something and like their teeth would be showing like why are you mm-hmm. that doesn't <laughs> but <laughs> that's it's not what like, humans happened, do yeah it happens so little that like really i don't know the big kerfuffle that people were making over it i don't know i don't think it served deserved all the criticism it was getting um before yeah. it even came out uh and like there's so many people that have gone into it uh like with that negative attitude who are like that's what i think most of the reviewers who are giving it really shitty ratings like Mm -hmm. they probably went into it expecting it to suck or comparing it to something that like you know you've got so much nostalgia for um Mm -hmm. because it's definitely not the same as like the mass effect franchise like the three the trilogy yeah um so i don't know i i don't know i thought it was great uh and i'll probably play it again soon uh but not like not right away i want to play some other things first yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah i agree it's uh i thought it was good i mean as we were sort of talking about before those first few hours which is what people got to play early were the worst part of the game like it only got better as it went so i don't know i think that sort of started off people on the on the wrong side of things and uh I, I, I'm not done yet. I'm only 39% in, but I've been, I've been enjoying it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for the next, <laughs> our next episode because we're like talking about it because like, man, oh, there's so much I want to say. Um, yeah. So I finished, finished that. Uh, and then because I finished that, I was like, well, I might as well <laughs> log back on to Overwatch and see what's going on here. Um, so I uh popped on there and i played a couple uh like quick match games uh and tried to remember how to play Uh (laughs) um i did okay (laughs) Uh, and i still have seven uh competitive matches to do so oh you did three Uh, i did yeah (laughs) wow this is so early in the season (laughs) i know um and then uh we actually had a question from Orkshop asking if we had played uh, Orissa and what we thought of her. And I've I played a little bit. Um, and she kind of seems really good. Like, kind of <laughs> overpowered good. Um, I feel like her gun is too powerful. Like, the shots on her, like, just the main shots that mm-hmm. she can do, I think they do too much damage. Right. Um, but otherwise, like, the, the positional shields that you can put down, those are so good. Yeah, those seem really cool. Yeah, yeah, they're, so far, it's been really good. I haven't figured out how to properly use her little, like, mini gravity well thing. Cause... Yeah, that's a weird one. I haven't played her myself, but I've played both with her on my team and with her on the other <laughs> team. And I just find that... 
playing against her when she uses that gravity well, it's like just enough to be annoying, <laughs> but not really enough to like to do, do anything. anything to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like it's probably best paired with like a junk rat tire or a tracer bomb, but like you'd have to really coordinate that really well. Yeah, because it's very it's it doesn't so last short. long at all. Yeah. So I don't know. I uh, I liked what I played. It wasn't a lot, um, mm-hmm. but I did like it. Uh, but I don't know if it's enough to replace, like, I usually play Zarya when I go tank, and she's, like, super beefy and has shields and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like, 100% decided on what I thought of, of her, but I did, I liked the little bit that I got to play, so. And she's super cute. Yeah, so cute. <laughs> Safety is my first priority. So cute. Uh, plus, her alt is like really cool. Like just the uh, like entire team mercy beam mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah, that's um, neat. And it's good when you like when you can protect it. Because um, I was playing against somebody and they popped it down, but then they just left it like with no shields or anything around it. And I was like, okay, I'll just kill this. Like, and they barely got any use out of it, so. Yeah, I didn't realize at first that it was kind of like a totem that you could kill rather than just something that was invulnerable. Yeah, I think if it was invulnerable, that'd be super OP. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, And then aside from Overwatch, last weekend uh, I was in Ottawa, um, and uh, some of my cousins and I went and we saw Beauty and the Beast. Oh, nice. Uh, and I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really good. Um, like, for live action. The Beast looked like... I didn't know how they were going to do it. And he's, like, kind of all CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he looked really good. But, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Like, the singing was, was decent. And um, all the people that played the characters were really good. I can't remember the guy that plays Gaston whatever his name is he was really good that's good i mean emma watson was good too but like you know whatever (laughs) um what else uh i finished that book i was talking about last time uh the vegetarian i finished it on the train um and like uh i didn't realize it was it was originally written as like three separate like novellas and it's only like it's less than 200 pages so it's a really fast read mm-hmm. um and of the three like parts to the story i like the last part the best because it was kind of told uh from the main character's sister's perspective okay. um and it was like she like at this point in the book like her husband uh, and her family have kind of like disowned the main character for doing the whole vegetarian uh, thing and so at this point she's like in a I think a psychiatric hospital because she's not eating at all mm-hmm. um, and her sister uh, is kind of like struggling with uh, the fact that she can't like she doesn't know how to help her and she's trying to like keep things together with her own family um, and it was like really like tough to read because uh, like the main character is like basically wasting away 
at this mm-hmm. point and she was like struggling with what do you do like how do you help somebody who like doesn't want to be around anymore right um so it was kind of hard hard to read but at the same time uh, i really enjoyed it um and a lot of the reviews that i've read on it are like focusing on how uh like her sister kind of seems like there's a a little scene in the at the end of the book where her sister kind of seems like almost envious that that her sister doesn't have to deal with like being married and having a family and like having a job and uh, all these expectations especially uh in the context of being a korean woman right um so that was really interesting because i feel like we and we talked a bit uh, a little bit um about this kind of at lunch (laughs) today where like Mm -hmm. you're kind of expected to know like what you want to do and like what you want to be kind of when you grow up so um the main character in this in this book kind of like kind of getting away from having to do that and her sister being uh like envious of Mm -hmm. of that even though she's very sick like yeah it was just like a really interesting um dynamic and it's not a happy book like it's super depressing um (laughs) yeah but it was a really interesting read i thought so and it's done so yeah would you recommend it (sighs) um (laughs) i mean it's a short enough read that that i would uh i think if it were longer i don't know if i would have the same recommendation but because it's so short i would say give it a shot and then uh <laughs> i don't know if this like qualifies as stuff that i've listened to but i put it in the notes anyway because i was excited about it <laughs> <laughs> um the k-pop cast that i recommended a little while ago they actually had a uh like a giveaway contest to mm-hmm. win uh one of bts's albums and i won <laughs> oh so now i have a physical copy of their album and it's like the prettiest thing ever it's nice. like this really nice like photo book and then the disc is in there in the back and it came with like a giant poster (laughs) and everything oh that's cool yeah it came with like all this extra stuff so yeah i'm pretty excited about it (laughs) that's cool have you listened i'm sure you've listened to the album before but (laughs) did you listen to the physical album i have not yet i want to put it in my car and then just leave it in there oh good idea but I don't want to, like, wreck it or scratch it or anything. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and did the poster go right up? Um, I need to get a frame for it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's probably going, like, right up behind my computer chair. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Although, the only problem with that is that, like, the way that our computers are in the computer room is it won't be me looking at it. It'll be... <laughs> so i have to like decide if i want to put it up like at an angle where like maybe he doesn't have to look at it because i'm sure he doesn't want to (laughs) but uh yeah (laughs) um i think that's kind of it for me the next the next couple weeks i think will be busier but a lot of my time the last couple weeks has been Occupied by Mass Effect since mm-hmm. last weekend, just like sat around in my pajamas and played both. 
Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, that's what I've been doing this past week when I get home from work, uh, more than on the weekends, but... (laughs) It's so good, though. Yeah. Um, So, what about yourself? Uh, So, I have obviously also been playing Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, I won't talk about it too much, since we're going to have a whole episode soon. Uh, but I did want to say that Freda Wolf did such a good job. <gasps> yeah. I love her writer. She's just, like, so likable and snarky, and I just want to be her friend. Like, <laughs> it, she did a really good job. Um, and then the other thing is that the one thing I am mad about is not bad graphics or a slow start. It's the fact that they put natalie dormer in the game Mm. and they would not let me romance her (laughs) like assholes yeah so i because i did not uh look up who i could romance before the game came out yeah so i as soon as i like played it and i heard her and she was a doctor i was like all right i know who i'm romancing (laughs) and then she shot me down and now i'm like jack harkness and i will just like bang anything (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I've been doing in my Mass Effect playthrough. (laughs) I also finished Torment Tides of Numenera, which was something I was looking forward to for a long time. I think I talked about it last episode. Uh, It was really, really good. It was um, fantastically written and had excellent world building. And it's based on the Numenera... um, role play like tabletop role playing game which i didn't know anything about but it seems pretty cool based on what i got from the game and it's basically the game is like a tabletop game with you know some graphics around it and without having to roll dice or remember rule sets and things like that um they've got these things called mirrors and those are these objects you find that have people's memories in them and when you use one it's like a text-based choose your own adventure thing so you go through their memory and you can change it and you can like say how you Mm. react to situations um and it's really cool the one complaint that i heard from people about it was that the combat was slow Mm. which i it sort of is but i don't It's not that I don't like the combat, like the systems and how it works. It's that whenever you're fighting something, you're always fighting like eight things or ten things. So just like by the time it gets through all of them back to your turn, it does take a while. But I think if the combat was sort of more limited to smaller number of enemies, then it would be fine. Uh, Although apparently they put in a patch just yesterday, I think, that sort of sped up combat a little bit. But I really like that it's turn-based combat, and there is a lot of ways to avoid it. Like, you can talk your way through most things if you don't want to fight, which I really like. Oh, that's my favorite. Yeah. (laughs) Avoiding the fighting. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I love when it goes back to those super, like, basic things where, like, you're a mage. You can cast a spell on people, or you can talk your way through it, or you can sneak by it. Uh, So... So it it did a really good job of that. So I quite enjoyed it. And uh, they also announced that Planescape Torment, which is my favorite game, is getting a remaster. And it's coming out like in a week or something. 
So I'm also very happy about that. Uh, I think Orkchop actually had a question about Tides of Numenera, which I think I've answered. And he also (laughs) asked about Pillars of Eternity, which was another game I liked. It was one of my favorites from 2015. I think, yeah, I think 2015. Uh, I did like Torment more. But Pillars of Eternity was a good CRPG as well. Uh, what else have I played? I played a game called Kona. And this was another one that I backed on Kickstarter. And it's made by a few guys in Quebec. Oh. And so it's like a campy detective walking simulator that's based in 70s northern Quebec. So oh it's kind of got a little bit of a, a little bit of a Firewatch vibe, except oh. a lot snowier and French. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was pretty cool. It was like a lot of exploration. Um, there's a survival element, although I found that survival was very easy. Like you need to keep yourself warm, but mm. there was enough chances to start fires and things. And they also made it slightly more realistic in that it don't the whole game takes place over one day and night so you don't need to like eat and drink every five minutes in game to keep mm. yourself alive like you can just do it once or twice if you want to uh, but it was pretty cool it the whole thing was narrated in third person and uh, it was I don't know four or five hours long and I enjoyed playing through that and then The last game that I just wanted to give a quick shout out to was the Orphan Black game, which just came out for iPhone. And uh, my friend Mel did the art and animation on it. Yay. Yay. I've seen her tweet about it. It looks really cool. Yeah. If it's like if anyone's played like the Laura Croft Go or the Hitman Go game, it's just that same sort of puzzle solving where you need to get through a level in as few steps as possible and there's traps and things that are out to get you uh and one thing that's really cool about it is that the people who actually make orphan black the show the same company made the game so it's not like they just farmed it out to some other some other development place well that doesn't happen very often (laughs) yeah exactly so it seemed pretty cool so last time I talked about a book I had started called Dusk or Dawn. Oh, fuck. I did it wrong again. <laughs> Dusk or Dark or Dawn or Day, which is like a really confusing title. That's and I don't know how anyone gets that <laughs> order right. Uh, so it's uh, an urban fantasy. So it's like in the real modern world. And it was about a woman who's... Uh, twin twin sister or maybe just sister had killed herself and then not long after the, the other sister dies as well and so it's sort of talking about how she's a ghost and she's trying to earn time and so I finished it and I didn't like it at all no <laughs> <laughs> it I don't know if it's I, that I don't like urban fantasy or just this particular one because I honestly haven't read that much of it I tend to read like more fantasy like in other worlds fantasy Mm. uh but there was just so much world building and i didn't really like it it was just spent a lot of time explaining how ghosts work and how ghosts can 
give time to humans, which makes the humans younger and feel refreshed and brings the ghosts closer to the place where they can like move on and not be ghosts in the real world anymore. Mm -hmm. And then it brings in witches and witches can steal time from ghosts and they can trap ghosts. And it just got to the point where I was like, this is... (laughs) very silly (laughs) oh no (laughs) so it was just a short little book but i felt like it was 75 percent explaining the rules of the world uh whereas the actual story was quite brief man so if you can't like explain your story through like explain the background and stuff of your story through like the story that you're telling i feel like that's a problem yeah, exactly. Like I felt like I was reading a rule book. Like <laughs> and this is how this is how the ghost gives time and then this is what happens and like <laughs> so yeah, I didn't really like that. Uh and then the last thing is something I watched and listened to. Um the latest episode of the podcast Let's Watch Two Movies, which I love. Uh, was about the prestige because they the two movies they did last was uh, two Christopher Nolan movies. So they did mm. Batman. Oh wait, the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. That's the second one, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they did the Prestige. So I hadn't seen the Prestige before, so I decided I would watch the movie before I listened to the podcast. And I watched it, and I didn't like it at all. <laughs> um, have you seen it? It's like a is that the magician one? Yeah, it's got... I don't um, think I've seen it, but I know of it. Yeah, it's got Hugh Jackman and um, Christian Bale, and they're two rival magicians. And at the beginning, something happens that is Christian Bale's fault, not just his fault, but he is at fault. And then Hugh Jackman gets mad at him and goes for revenge, and then it just becomes this escalating kind of... Um, they're trying to like uh, yeah a magician bite basically (laughs) so (laughs) I didn't like it because I didn't think anyone was sympathetic like at first Uh Hugh Jackman was sympathetic but then after a while it's just like nah you're both just jerks (laughs) so (laughs) that was the first problem that I just didn't care about them and then the second problem was a, a problem I have with a lot of shows and movies, and that's just like if you could just sit down and have a conversation, like <laughs> you could work this out and avoid this whole thing. So uh, the episode of Let's Watch Two Movies was hilarious, and they basically did a very good two-hour explanation of why the movie wasn't very good. Um, brought up sort of the same things I, the same problems I had with it about how much. Christopher Nolan likes the dead wife trope, Uh. um, (laughs) which is used a lot. And then another thing, which is sort of a spoiler, but there's honestly like 12 different reveals at the end of this movie. So it's only one spoiler. Uh, (laughs) One of the 12. Yeah. The whole thing is about magic and illusion and deceiving people and showmanship and all that stuff. And then at the end, like... They're using actual magic, like science fiction magic. Um. So, like, and it's set set in, like, Victorian times or whatever. So, 
And the thing is, the magic that they do, because they go to Nikola Tesla, who's played by David Bowie, which is like the best part of the movie, <laughs> and he makes them this machine that basically does magic. And it's really interesting. And there could be all kinds of questions and things about how this works and the ethics of it and the science of it. But instead, it's just like, here, watch these two jerks have a pissing contest no. for two hours. <laughs> So, yeah, Mm. I didn't like The Prestige, but I'm glad that I watched it because it made the episode of the podcast (laughs) that much funnier. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) If you're going to use, like, real magic, at least make it cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's all for what I've been doing. And I guess we can go on to listener questions. Uh, We did just have an episode with the two of us last time. (laughs) So uh, there weren't that many questions. But we did get some. And I also asked people to say nice things about us. (laughs) Because I like compliments. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to start out? Uh, Sure. Okay. Okay. So the first one... Is from Miles from Flock of Nerds. Is that a podcast too? Flock of Nerds? Uh, yeah, there's... Oh, Flock of Nerds is his YouTube channel, and then oh. his podcast is called Flock Talk. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so he says, Love the show. Makes my time at work go by... Fly by, so thank you for doing it. The chemistry between you two is fantastic. No. Uh, <laughs> what is one thing that you've learned after a year of podcasting? And then what is one thing you want to improve upon or achieve with Media Mavens over the next year? One thing I've learned is that I think I am a better host than guest. (laughs) Um, I still really enjoy guesting on other people's podcasts, but I feel when it's not my own thing, like I have to wait to be asked for my opinion Uh. and like I'm always super afraid of talking over anyone uh whereas here I feel fine talking as much as I want (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I think that that is true especially the part about you being a good host you're definitely a better host than I am (laughs) So I'm, That's I'm just content. because I hog it all the yeah, time. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's fine with me. Well, thank you. Man, one thing that I've learned after a year. Uh, I don't really... Man, my personal growth is terrible. <laughs> um... About, like, hmm? editing or things you um... like talking about or... Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I really like the editing process. I know I've said this a, a lot. Um, uh, I, I learned how to get rid of the pop sound that comes from when people don't have a pop filter. <laughs> uh, you should teach me. I should. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll link you the article that I used. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess I want to get better at, editing uh i want to get faster at it for one Mm. um i mean it doesn't take like super long to begin with uh but you know for the longer episodes it's at least double the time that it took to record for sure yeah um it was right there 
there was oh. a thing I was gonna say and it was right there <laughs> shoot it was related to time oh uh I learned that we made the right decision by not doing a weekly podcast <laughs> yes totally yeah doing a uh Doing it bi-weekly is, is, I think, like, just the right amount. Because if we had tried to do weekly, I think I'm, that we would have burned out. <laughs> I think so, too. Really yeah, fast. just in, like, getting guests and topics. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's hard enough every two weeks. But, and then the editing, like, once, editing once a month yeah. is, is good. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do it twice a month. <laughs> um, Another thing, things to improve on or achieve. Um, I want to get better at just, like, asking people to come on the show. Mm. Like, maybe more more e-famous people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Even, like, for me, so for the listeners, Pam does a lot of, like, the, the background planning and stuff. <laughs> I'm just kind of, like... <laughs> here and I contribute occasionally (laughs) (laughs) like especially the show notes Pam puts all those together I just add my shit in there um so like definitely something that I can uh, like improve upon is is like being more active with like uh thinking about guests and topics and stuff like that yeah Yeah, it's always hard to I mean because we I mean we have like common interests but we also like a lot of different (laughs) stuff yeah (laughs) so it's sometimes hard to think of things that like we both will have a lot to say about yeah yeah as for like something to do you have like anything you want to achieve like something that you want to do or that you want like say like by next year is there something you want to have done um okay i'm just gonna thread in one other question we got here Mm. from mama's gonna snap which is good (laughs) (laughs) uh where would you like to take media mavens in the future Mm. and she also says thanks for making a pretty clean cast i can listen to around my little ones um so i would like to maybe do some video episodes occasionally like not probably like not as a normal thing but like recording in the same room and maybe doing some video segments of uh the show i think that'd be cool yeah that would actually be kind of cool mm-hmm. um um so first of all you're brave because i tend to swear quite a bit so i'm sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah after i read that comment i was like oh swear less <laughs> <laughs> you can you can kind of pass off like saying shit but uh yeah not much else <laughs> Talk less about banging aliens, yeah. guys. <laughs> well, the next episode won't be one that, that the kids no. should listen to then. <laughs> um, I want... Uh, I mean, like, selfishly, I want, like, to be, like, you know, on a list of, like, podcasts that you should listen to. Um, mm-hmm. I think that'd be cool. Um, and, yeah, as for, like, being able to do video stuff, that would be... That would be cool. I had a lot of fun when we did that, the stream. Um, yeah. That was really, really, really yeah, fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, and then we, so we went out for lunch today uh, with Sarah, so Serene Wow, who was on uh, a couple episodes ago. Um, and she she actually asked us if we were recording together. And I was like, mm-hmm. we should have. <laughs> we should have, yeah. We should have thought of that. <laughs> we definitely should have done that. Um, 
so maybe maybe another time <laughs> yeah but um yeah it was just that's funny that that's something that <laughs> that you mentioned because i was like mm, yeah should have done that yeah um but yeah i think that's i don't know definitely getting better with like doing all the prep stuff for sure <laughs> it's like the mm. worst part uh all right so next we have a comment from a latino lawyer uh and he says no questions just my unbridled thanks for making a great show you two are unapologetic in inviting guests from a wide spectrum of the gaming community and engaging in meaningful conversation from the second i hear that opening jingle i know the next hour or two of my day is going to be a delight (laughs) (laughs) thank you diego diego has always been a really big supporter and he's always there with the questions for us Mm so oh that was so nice (laughs) Uh, oh, speaking of Sarah, <laughs> she sent in a little comment that said, if I could marry a podcast, it would be Media Mavens. <laughs> Maybe one day yeah. we'll be able to marry a podcast. Yes. <laughs> Corporations are already people, so we're not podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> That's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next is from Estelia's Lair. Congrats on the anniversary. Your show is great. Mm. It's like meeting up with your friends every two weeks for a good chat, which is awesome because I think when we started the podcast and we were looking for names, Riley, you were Mm. like, I wanted it to be like two people getting together for coffee. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's good. And then we never found a name that that (laughs) No, we didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Naming things is really hard. It is. She also says, let's pretend you could book anyone for an episode of Media Mavens. Mm. Who would be your dream guest for the show? Man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> These questions are always so hard about, like, who I have one. I take notes ahead of time and write down answers. <laughs> uh, I don't. <laughs> um... Something crazy. Like somebody, uh, like a, some, actually, you know who I would like to talk to uh, from just having seen Beauty and the Beast would be Emma Watson. That would be cool. That would be cool. I would say Jillian Anderson. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's a good one, too. I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. I guess we both picked somebody, so that's good. Yep. (laughs) The next question is from Brother Dom, and he says, Congratulations, what are some good things you've learned from podcasting, oh, learned about podcasting from guests and peers? Um, Peers, I think, not being afraid to promote yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a good one. Especially, I know the Justice Points hosts, when they were still... Uh, podcasting they I think they talked about that a couple times just on Twitter um but that's a big thing especially uh I find for women is that we don't uh promote our stuff enough and we should so like with media mavens and uh well yeah I guess just with media mavens but when I was doing streaming (laughs) with forge I tried to do that too but um promoting media mavens more often especially like 
you know, just doing a tweet like every other day, even when we release an episode, um, mm-hmm. is good because at first, like, you're like, ah, oh, well, uh, I don't want to do it too much because then people are going to be annoyed. But then at the same time, like, Twitter goes by so quickly, exactly, um, that there are like people miss the tweets. So you know, promoting yourself and being good about keeping that promotion up, um, like we're we're doing a thing that we enjoy so why shouldn't we promote it more so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's a good one and even things like not just the episodes but i've gotten rather shameless about like hey go review this podcast (laughs) (laughs) which works out some sometimes uh we actually got another canadian (gasps) review from estelia and that that was enough to get us a rating Yay! up on iTunes. It no longer says not enough ratings. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good one about promoting yourself and also just about, um, you know, it's good to have different voices. There's always mm-hmm. that joke that what do you call a group of two or more guys, a podcast? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so uh-huh. I think definitely having more women-centric podcasts and Mm -hmm. more uh more guests that aren't just white guys is definitely a thing that people want and uh it makes me feel good like this isn't super self-indulgent and (laughs) (laughs) there's an audience yeah all right so next we've got some more questions i think all the rest are from Workshop, who (laughs) always comes through with questions for us when we don't have a topic (laughs) Uh, so Orkchop says, so what's HOTS 2.0? That's a good question. Uh, it's probably what they should have released Heroes of the Storm as in the first place. Mm. Um, I almost it- wish... Okay, so first of all, HOTS 2.0 is like a revamp of Heroes of the Storm, uh, which is Blizzard's MOBA. They don't call it a MOBA, but that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and they are, they're, they're adding like uh, sprays. So it's becoming kind of similar to Overwatch, the, the reward system anyway. Uh, they're adding like sprays and banners. Uh, actually, I think League of Legends has a lot of this stuff, especially the banners, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, like more cosmetic stuff. Uh, they're adding loot boxes instead of uh like buying the skins and and the heroes although i think you can still buy the heroes um and they are i think that's that's it right so just adding all that cosmetic stuff there's something else they're doing a bunch of stuff like they're there's gonna be four different types of currency now and you're not going to be oh, able to yeah. directly buy anything anymore. You have to buy loot boxes where you oh. get the currency. And you also get the currency from just playing and leveling up. Right. Uh, they've changed the skins so that you can't buy all three color palettes. You only get one. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. So this is basically just a microtransaction patch. Man. <laughs> so I think I saw too that you can like craft items so they you can kind of do it like like in Hearthstone where you can craft stuff there mm-hmm. and then they've added like Overwatch 
loot system in it too yeah so it's basically um i mean you i think you'll get more things because you get things every time you get like five levels or whatever on a hero and also heroes i don't think there's a level cap anymore right like before it was i think 20 or 25 and now you can level um more so you you do get the loot chests as you level and there's a lot more cosmetic stuff to do but you also can't just say hey i want this here's ten dollars you have to either craft it or get it in a loot chest hmm yikes uh Man, I like the ability to be able to buy the exact skin that I want. So, Yeesh. yeah, I know that. Uh, I mean, when Overwatch started, there was a lot of people. Um, I think Jim Sterling was one of them who didn't like it because it was more like, like gambling um. or like a lottery where you you know you can't just say I want this mercy skin. You have to buy loot boxes, which you know. Are, are very likely to just have sprays in them. <laughs> yeah, uh, so <laughs> yeah, so they've put that RNG element in there, which will probably mean you spend more money. If you're someone that's going to spend money on the game, yeah. you are going to spend more money now. <laughs> that's bad news for me because I'm a sucker for loot boxes, especially yeah, like I have... seasonal loot boxes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't bought any. That's in good. Overwatch, <laughs> I think in Heroes of the Storm, I think I bought a skin and maybe some stim packs. Uh, but um, yeah, I am not affected by this because I don't give Blizzard my money anymore. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I like some of those changes. I'll have to t- like jump on the PTR and check it out because mm-hmm. uh, I think it's like it's up already. Um, one of the things I wish they'd kind of waited for uh, is like until they maybe had like a new engine to run their game on because they're running it off of like the StarCraft Two engine. Like it was oh. built on on that system, so like they don't even have their own uh, like platform it's built off of starcrafts so i wish mm-hmm. <laughs> i wish they'd waited to make like all these changes and stuff but i don't even know if that's possible to swap it over now at this point so yeah i don't know hots yeah <laughs> i haven't played hots in a long time yeah, it's been a while on my end too i want to play that little um the new like probius hero it's like a little probe from starcraft 2 he's so cute Oh. <laughs> I logged in and he was like, did a little wave at the screen, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> too cute for me. Um, okay. Uh, Orkchop's second question is, what are your favorite movies from when you were a kid, and what about your favorite books growing up? Um, favorite movies. I loved The Labyrinth. I watched that movie so many times. I used to go to Florida with my mom every year 
um, <laughs> and sometimes like her friends would go. So it was usually like me and a house full of adults. And so I'd get bored. So I'd either read like 30 books while I was in Florida, like the Saddle Club and stuff like that. Oh, man, Saddle Club. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, one time we were there, we found the Labyrinth in a store, and I got it, and I must have watched it like 20 times <laughs> during the course of that particular Florida vacation. So that was definitely a favorite. And another one was Willow. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Willow, <laughs> Mad Mud again. <laughs> um, movies for me, a lot of them were like the cartoon Disney movies, so like hmm. the Rescuers, uh, especially the Rescuers Down Under with the the snake. I love oh, that yeah. snake. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't really... My memory is so bad. <laughs> yeah, mine is too. <laughs> uh, I know I watched... Um, actually, we had uh, Princess Mononoke on VHS, and I remember watching that over and over again. Uh, yeah, mostly Disney stuff, though. But, like, the old... Older... Uh, um like cartoon animated ones like Aladdin that was another one Lion King watched that a mm -hmm. lot yeah I had a lot of those big Disney VHS yeah the big like big puffy cases. cases yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely definitely like anything in those those VHS <laughs> plastic cases like over and over again mm -hmm. um that's for books I don't know I think we we talked about books last Episode? Yeah, we talked about them a little bit last time. Yeah. I don't think my answer uh, would be very different. Uh, a couple I'd add is uh, The Giver. Mm. I really liked that book. Um, what else? That's all I can think of right now. <laughs> Phantom Tollbooth, which we talked about last, yeah. last time. Uh, yeah. I used to... I read a lot as a kid. I used to do those like readathons where you'd raise money f per book you read oh and gosh. people would always end up owing me a whole lot of money because i'd read so many books <laughs> yeah i i read yeah i feel like i read a lot too um definitely like the harry potter books when they came out i read like all the his dark materials books when they came out um trying to remember what i read like see everybody in in high school like read all these like iconic books like the giver and watership down uh and i i did i didn't read either of those i still haven't read either of those um i haven't read watership down apparently it's really depressing <laughs> yeah yeah the i know the movie's depressing and i think there's another one by the same author and it's called plague dogs and that's super depressing oh. <laughs> i remember being traumatized by that movie it was on tv once uh, <laughs> yeah i i don't know i think i read i read like the hobbit in high school um hmm. but yeah i don't know i yeah i mean probably will stick with like good old harry potter good old harry potter yep <laughs> oh i read a lot of um Anne McCaffrey's Dragon Riders of Pern. Mm. 
Uh, I read a lot of those. Uh, I think I still have, like, I have, I have one that's, like, a collection of, like, three books in one book. So it's this giant, like, fucking paperback thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I read a lot of that. Like, basically any, like, extra fantasy stuff. Yeah. This is pretty much what I read when I was growing up. Like, all fantasy stuff. I didn't get into sci-fi until, like, after, or, like, mid-university. So. Yeah. Yeah. I I also really like Roald Dahl. Mm. Although, I'm not, I can't remember, I don't think I read them as kids, because I get confused, because I worked at Chapters, (laughs) which is a bookstore in Canada, for like five years, from when I was 16 to 21, so I read a lot during that time, so I can't remember if I read them while I was working there, I'm pretty sure (laughs) that was the case, but uh, those are really good books. Mm. Also, Robert Munch, those books too. (laughs) If you're looking at like kids' books. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Then yeah, definitely those ones. Um, yeah, yeah, mostly like fantasy stuff mm-hmm. for me. Um, All right, and our last question, also from Orkchop, Thank is: Orkchop. <laughs> <laughs> Are there movies you thought were better than the book they were based on, Ooh. and what about books better than their movie? I like this question. I wrote down so many things. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, you go. You go ahead. I'll. I'll just because I didn't make notes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I I wrote down a bunch of movies that I thought were better than the books. Uh, first of all, I find that it tends to be when a book is already super popular the movie tends to not live up to it. Mm. Whereas there's a lot of movies based on books that even after the movie weren't super well known, where uh, then the movies generally thought it was better. But I really thought that Shawshank Redemption was a better movie than the novella. It was based on by Stephen King, which is Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Mm. Uh, Same with The Green Mile. I liked the movie more than the book by Stephen King. Uh, The Princess Bride. I didn't like that book at all, and I love the movie. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a book. Yep, huh. it is. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, the, the humor doesn't come across as well in the book, mm. I found. So, and then this one might be a little bit controversial, <laughs> but I like the Lord of the Rings movies. Me too. More than books. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the books are just so long, and there's so much walking. And descriptions. Like, so-and-so, son of so-and-so, son of so-and-so. It's like, is this the Old Testament or a <laughs> fantasy novel? I don't know. So I like <laughs> I like the movies more. Mm. Um, and then American Psycho, I liked the movie more. Mm in the book because the book was kind of hard to read i yeah i find i generally uh, like i feel like all of the the ones that i know um that were based on books i read the book first like especially uh when they were doing like the harry potter adaptations mm-hmm. um i like the books more for sure uh oh yeah but that's like i think a lot of that is like 
bias because I read them so much. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, whereas like with the Lord of the Rings book, I read the Lord of the Rings once. Like all three books, I read them once. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the movies came out and it was just like, I don't know, just the fact that they were shorter than the time it takes you to yeah. read those <laughs> giant books. Yeah. Um, and like, you're, you're not like bombarded with all the background info mm-hmm. uh, that you don't necessarily need to know. Um, that was good too. I didn't like... Uh, they did that to the Golden Compass too where they made the the movie. Uh, I didn't like the movie. Yeah. Uh, but like, I feel like that would be... That's like a really hard one to make a movie of. So. That's true. I don't know yeah, they even, that. like, they only made, they were planning a trilogy, and the first one just didn't do very well, so I think that was the end of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't really know. Like, I didn't know, I didn't know The Shawshank Redemption was a book first. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that The Green Mile was a book, but I've never read that book. Like, the problem is, is I don't, there's a lot that I don't know, because I haven't, like, read the opposite one, or seen, like, read or seen the opposite version. Right. Um, yeah. Except for, like... <laughs> Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and <laughs> the Golden <laughs> Compass, and I'm circling back around to the fantasy books that I've read. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. But usually, yeah. usually my experience is that the book is better, but obviously there are some exceptions. Yeah, as I was making my list, because I went into it thinking like, oh, the book's always better, but mm. I don't know. I found that there was. A number where I thought the movie was better but um, some of the things where I thought the book was better uh, the Gillian Flynn books like Gone Girl I thought the book oh. was a lot better than the movie uh, they also made another movie that was less well known of Dark Places which also wasn't as good as the book uh, Blindness by Jose Saramaggio mm. Which I really like the book, except for the lack of punctuation, which was annoying. <laughs> but I, I like the book a lot better than the movie. Yeah. Um, oh, the big one that I could think of was I Am Legend, which they made into a movie with Will Smith. And the thing is, I didn't think the movie was that bad. Like, if they had just brought out the movie and called it anything else... <laughs> I would have been okay with it, but they called it I Am Legend and says it's based on I Am Legend and it was nothing like it. Like they missed the entire point of the book. Mm. So like I don't I don't know why they did that. I don't even think I mean it's an old book. It's I don't think that it's so super popular that attaching the name would make the movie do better, but yeah. they just brought on all these comparisons where the movie just couldn't live up to it because it was completely different. Mm. Uh, I guess, like, instead of books, would you say, like, comic books count, too? Because I think... Yeah. (laughs) I'm not, like, a huge, like, comic book reader, but I would absolutely much rather read or watch, like, a two-hour movie of, like, Captain America instead of reading, like, the 50-whatever issues. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) Plus, like, the actors that they have for the, the people that are playing the Avengers are, like... Like, who else would you pick to do them? Mm-hmm. Especially now. Like, they all seem like they fit so well. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, so I said like comic books are probably pretty easily adapted to movies, except for like all the Batman ones are so bad. <laughs> yeah. Except for the Dark Knight, that's the one exception I think. Yeah. And although like, I never really read the Batman comics, so I can't no. even talk to how how I. good those are. Yeah. Although, and yeah, and I'm sure people are gonna be like, "Well, the comics were way better," but I don't mm-hmm. want to read the comics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. And then the other thing I sort of thought of, based on this question, where were ones where I really like both, mm. um, and for me, Harry Potter is one where I really like the movies and the books. Yeah. Uh, although I'm, I think I'm sort of in the minority where I like the earlier books where they're just kids yeah. and it's not so dark <laughs> more than the, like once it got to Azkaban, I was like, eh. <laughs> like I like uh, Goblet of Fire, the book way more than Goblet of Fire, the movie. Yeah. But like those first couple books, I, I really like the movies that they made for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other big one was Jurassic Park, which is, like, one of my favorite movies. I love the movie, uh, but I also love the, the book. The book is they're also very, good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're very different. Like, the book is much more about science and ethics and less about action, but they're both excellent. Oh, so. Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think of that. Now I want to read it again. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. When I was working at Chapters, I went through a big Michael... Crichton phase. <laughs> yeah, I really like Jurassic Park, and I really like Sphere, which is another one where I guess the book's better than the movie in that case, even though I like the movie. Sphere, I don't think I've heard of that. What's it about? They go down into, like, way down under the ocean because mm-hmm. they find uh, this sphere that they don't know what it is or where it's from, so this team goes and lives in this base under the ocean to examine it and then all these weird things starts ha- starts happening and they're like being attacked by giant sea creatures Ooh. and it's pretty cool cool mm-hmm. and there's a there's an evil computer or sort of evil computer nice <laughs> evil computers yes <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly <laughs> all right so that's it for our questions and i guess this will be a shorter episode than yeah. last time where we talked a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so i guess since it's our one year i just want to thank everyone who's been listening the whole time or new listeners uh anyone who sends us questions or feedback or comments and thank you riley for podcasting with me every two weeks oh you're <laughs> welcome <laughs> yeah it's uh i've come like a long way since when we first started Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and a lot of that comes from, like, people actively, uh, like, interacting with us, especially, like, Twitter and, uh, like, sending stuff to us on email or even, like, those, the message boards that are on the Cartridge Club forums, mm-hmm. uh, which I made an account for, so now I can <laughs> go on now and you can read them. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> so I went and I was reading them, because... Pam alerted me to the fact that somebody was talking to me, and I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I should listen. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like it's, I don't know, this is something that we do for fun, basically, and the interactions and the responses that we get from people are what makes it even better. So we really appreciate it. And thanks, Pam. You're great. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, great too. <laughs> All right, that's it for this episode. If you have any feedback, questions, people, or topics you want to hear on future episodes of the show, you can reach out at mediamavenscast at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at underscore mediamavens, or you can contact us on the Cartridge Club forums at cartridgeclub.org. If you like the show, please leave us reviews on iTunes or Stitcher. I totally forgot about our own contact info. <laughs> Riley, where can people reach you? <laughs> uh, you can find me, as always, on Twitter at K-A-L-E-R-I with an underscore. And you can find me on Twitter at Josila underscore or on YouTube at Cannot Be Tamed. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> 